It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please, won't you be my neighbor? The best part of waking up. Finish it. Is dude in the bakery? <laughs> that's right, man. That's right. Hang on, man. I'm telling you. Come on, get in the there. Look at the boys. Uh, what's up, everybody? Hells, hells. Yeah, guys. What's yeah. up? Happy Saturday morning, hanging out. And uh, yeah, what is the best part of waking up? Grambo finished it earlier. Folgers in your cup. Yeah, they did one of those marketing jingles that yeah. just gets you. It rang into my head too, but I didn't say it. I don't think, think so. Ever occurred to me to my phone. It's very memorable, but you couldn't pay me to drink it we'll talk about it just as let me give you guys a quick hit on today's morning show we've got a great show uh made a new friend andrew from biotactics so we're gonna have him hang on and yeah. talk a little bit about beneficials and growing uh, as well as scotty found out how long is too long to eat old pasta I love it. the google feed is double edge if you tailor your google feed it gives you good stuff okay. man so yeah i learned that man it's valuable of course, somebody like you is valuable, right? You're the kind of guy that will wake up in the morning and just find the leftovers from last we'll night talk about and eat it. them. I have a lot to say. <laughs> the uh, maybe you could throw up this this meme here about the best part of waking up by oh, Jr. Um, basically inspired it a little bit. And we're looking at I love the smell of coffee and weed in the morning. Dang, that's a Saturday thing. Do you smoke super early most days? I've been trying Not to, super early. Yeah. I, I let my system prime up a little bit. Probably like at least a half hour, an hour. I'm going to throw some hot water on my face. <laughs> half hour. <laughs> to, awesome. Oh, on, a, on a day like yeah, today, on Saturday, Saturday yeah. for sure. It's just like, why not? It's usually something fun's going to follow. But sure. the, uh, um, I'm going to add to this, the smell of coffee and weed in the morning. We got to throw, throw some some swine in there. It can be it can be bacon oh, or yeah. it can be sausage, but I like to have that with the smell of weed and coffee. Oh yeah, I don't know. Canadian bacon is not bacon. Canadian <laughs> bacon is ham. Okay, let's get that straight. And a good movie. Some lyric about holding the swine or no swine. I don't know. No yeah. swine. So, but it, uh, no, no, that's uh, it, fiction, man. No, it's, it's uh, ice cube swine. In Ice Cube, he said, and Mama cooked a breakfast with no swine. Got it. He got was it. a got black it. Muslim, I believe. Wow, man. Interesting. Well, uh, I wanted to talk about a little bit. I just wanted to let, you know, since we recently talked about Chat HTP, is that what it is? Chat HTP. Chat GPT. I asked Google about what's the, what do you do? What's a good Saturday morning routine? And here's what it says. Setting up a weekend morning routine can be helpful in making you feel in control of your time, your mind, and your body. This weekend, try to sleep in a little longer. Always recommend that. Oh, yeah. Better on your constitution. Cleanse your skin and refresh your mind and body by doing activities such as meditation, exercising, journaling, 
and reading. What's journaling? Journaling is putting your thoughts down on paper so you'll never read them again. Okay. <laughs> is journaling where you uh, like a uh, what is that called? I'm brain farting here. A journal. We have your own personal your, little private. Your diary. Yeah, and diary. Dear diary. Okay. <laughs> have your you ever had journal. A diary? Uh, I think I've had them. I just never written one. <laughs> yeah. Journaling is not the same as a diary, though. Have you ever found somebody else's diary? That's creepy, man. You know what? Anne Frank. Yeah, and I'm like, I open it. I won't, I won't, I won't. Yeah. I the, found uh, Anne Frank's diary. The, the journaling I find though, this this day and age, it's but you usually don't need to write anymore, right? It's not that commonplace. And now when I write, my signature is deteriorating, continuing to deteriorate because I do it less and less and less. It's so bad. And now when you do it, it's usually a digital one where you're using your finger or a freaking like pen thing. Um, but yeah, I haven't written in a while. I wonder if I still want to write cursive. That's dude, they don't teach it anymore. Really? Yeah. No more cursive, it's worthless. And then I think about just like hey, typing was kind of a thing. I'm a pretty damn good typer for someone who's never been trained. And then I'll just be like, like my brother Trip will be driving and I'll be like at a red light and I'll just be like, blah, 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 just bapping out a text really quick. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit, I can do <clears throat> no handed, you know, not looking thumbs texting. You know, that's how used we are <laughs> to the phone, man. I need help typing. What's, is it a YouTube video you recommend? Like I, like when I'm hitting up all the patrons and I'm responding to all the messages, it should be like, but I still mind block and like, I'm not using all my fingers. I'm using more than two. Right. But like, what? What do you, is there an app for that? How do I become a better typer? You type like discipline? you. You know how you do it? You journal. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there was when I was learning how to run these businesses. I was uh, reading so much, or I would listen to the books, and then I would write down the important stuff. And I guess you'd call it journaling or whatever. But man, I typed so much. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. Do make use of your guys' uh, weekend time. And I mean, I know sometimes, like Les Claypool, I always quote, he says, weekends for hanging out with his working friends. Right. Some people have that schedule. Us being uh, back legacy growers at times, you know, a weekend wasn't, you know, if you're a grower, you don't, your time's always on the plant's time. So a weekend might be a trim my buddy I mountain bike with that grows. Sometimes everybody's like, oh, not going to be available all weekend, guys. Trim jail, you know? So the plants dictate what your weekend is. But if I could choose, it's hard because I like, a weekend, sometimes during the week, because when you go to do activities, they're not that busy. Snowboarding, as you going to say. <laughs> but then also, if you want to hang out with your, quote, working friends, yeah, they're busy. They're, they're busy, yeah. So it's kind of a double-edged sword there. Uh, this episode brought to you by... Hang on, hang yes. on. Hey, Scott, it's interrupted, man. <laughs> hey, <laughs> memories. We'll see how that works, man. <laughs> how many regular nine-to-five working friends are left? A lot of them are working from home, and a lot of them can go out and have a beer or have you stop by whenever they want. That's the new normal, man. I think there's a lot left, and they are. Like, my wife now works from home usually about three days a week right um and then curses going in when she has to go in because people are spoiled a little bit yeah. now with like and plus if you have a commute like her commute's 45 minutes that's an hour and a half of your day hour and a half is a long amount of time try and sit down for an hour and a half and not do anything you know you're lucky though you get to hang out with your wife while she works three more days a week man uh, well <laughs> she tells me all too often when she's working at home she'll look at me and be like not going to tell you what I'm doing, but look at me and be like, do you understand? Right. This is my office. Right. I am working. I know it's also our bedroom, but I am working. Mine sent me out of the pole barn. She was like, why don't you go make that pole barn nice? Yeah, I, man? Okay, I hang do, out there. 
get the yeah get the f out of here at times. <laughs> but uh, uh, okay, I'm interrupting this episode. Episode brought to you by DudeGrows.com forward slash pros guys. That's the one main way to get all the deals for your growth. It's great CBD, whatever you got growing on yo. I'll pick, I'll pick one randomly. Let's see. Real. Gr- no, I'm just kidding, man. The Sacred Three Mushrooms. That's pretty cool, man. Yes. I'll give a shout out to Sigurd. What's up, Tanazi? We got to yeah. get him back up on the show. Whether you're growing culinary mushrooms or other sorts, great. Uh, he gives a great video on how to get it done and can and get you going with what you need to do it in those kits. And as long as we're talking, man, canna. Come on. As far as cocoa, those are the ones that introduced me to cocoa. Every time that I uh, sweat stray from their cocoa, uh, just trying to find some cheaper solution, I always regret it, man. So shout out to canna. Canna cocoa. I just like Canna because Canna man and partying. Just kidding. No, you know what, dude? <laughs> He's a great rep, man. It's the weed industry, For people right? that don't understand, like when you work um, at a grocery store, and I worked at a grocery store for many years, then the rep's job is to kind of come in and take care of the sales staff. You know, you want you want, you want want to sell my product. Dude, it just showed me the competitor's cocoa on my <laughs> Google picture frame. Swear to God, dude. Get out of my head, but yes, that was the days known as Canaman. I won't say what some of that partying was. Oh, uh, yeah. DudeGrows.com forward slash pros, guys. And don't forget your DDC producers going over to Patreon login. We are giving away a 2 by 2 AC Infinity tent with a Patriot. Patriot. HLD Patriot, which is a 150-watt light with a remote ballast you can mount out of this tent. And we're always talking about smaller growth spaces. Bring the dank, guys. I want to see what somebody can do with this two-by-two. Whoever gets it has to do a full harvest report. Do you ever see Guru's tent? When when I was talking to him, I'm like, hey, I should move out here. He's like, yeah, I got a little tent in my college dorm room. And I was like, all right. When he pulled it out, it was like two-by-two by by maybe 36 inches tall. And I was like, you're growing plants in there? Respect. But that was just in the days of those LEDs when they were... Super low profile, and you can suddenly grow in a really small. Shout out to one eye cat cannabis growing in a washing machine. He's breeding in a washing machine. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man, about a nickel. Uh, Dugros.com forward slash support. If you want to see all the producer benefits and you don't know what's up, know what's up, man. Help make this show happen. If you didn't hear, there's always discrimination we're up against. We just lost PayPal, and it's like the business Mm -hmm. ends of things that go on behind a show that is promoting cannabis, cannabis use, cannabis as medicine is more challenging than you could think of. I'm on the freaking match list. I can't even get a credit card processor for like fucking five years. So you got to feel that pain. I mean, you don't have to feel that pain, but feel my pain. There is legitimate cannabis discrimination still going on. And a lot of it's just from the big business. We still haven't got banking going. How the fuck did they not want to take our money? All right, let's get into this, man. Let's uh, let's get into this hang. We talked uh, a lot of good stuff. We're growing and hang uh, on, it's Saturday. Oh, Andrew's at the door, man. I hear Andrew <laughs> coming over, but he doesn't want to come over either. Nobody leaves their house, so he's gonna join us on Zoom. All right, hit it. <laughs> let's bring him in, dude. This morning I got a friend coming over, man. All right, friend. all right. Yeah, special guest. I don't know that much about beneficial predators and that whole scene. So, my buddy Andrew, my new buddy Andrew, man, Biotactics. What's up, brother? Howdy. How? I'm Andrew D. from Biotactics. Right on, man. He, Mike just Mike called me up a couple days ago. Uh, he's like, "Yo, you got to talk to this guy, man. There is some interesting shit going on." So. Let's hang a little bit, man. I, you, call, you, you brought my attention when you mentioned, um, like, the Borg mites. Like, I remember back in the day when I worked grocery store. Right. Um, just the misuse of products. 
people that would just overuse uh, the, the per- peripheral bombs. I mean, that was their IPM. Mm-hmm. Just crack it and throw it in yeah. there. And you know they're not killing it all. Yep. So I'd love to discuss some of that, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, uh, since uh, – uh, since like the dawn of like hydro stores and grow stores like neem oil and oil based uh, suffocants have been like the go to if you're not going to use like uh, like pesticides. Um, Short answer is no. Don't spray your clones with anything that you don't want to smoke. Yeah, I, but uh, I think the most important thing is scouting. You have uh, get a ju- a jeweler's loop from like a- Amazon. Oh, and, yeah, uh, we're 50 exactly. from wish.com, man. <laughs> yeah, cheap, right? And look at the underside. That's where you're going to find any uh, potential uh, uh, sources of infestation. And check your uh, your airflow because have you ever seen uh, – or did, did you ever play Super Mario Brothers, the one, the one with the cape? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super Mario World. That's how they travel like in the wild so like in the hvac system that's how they come in or they're they're sticking to your clothes and your shoes man my buddy just asked me today about the the biggest things you can do we're making one of those videos in one minute or less the top five things that you can do to uh uh to control not to control bugs to not get bugs and scouting was on there you're you're never like you're never gonna have a clean room like a like a micro trip factory center like mm-hmm. you're never gonna have that it's 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 impossible without a giant budget and like a defense contractor type don't want of it. science yeah so what you want to do in instead of worrying about contamination you want to bring in uh things that eat the things that could potentially harm your yield right so you, you want to contaminate the contaminants same thing as the microbe game, man. You know? What about people that we mentioned earlier that are worried about, um, I mean, some people don't want predators because you mentioned smoking bugs earlier. And they say, what happens with these predators when they run out of food? Some of them are carnivorous, I believe. Um, but they're, All of will, them are, yeah. They're, will, they're predators. Will they be left? Um, and some people are very meticulous, especially if it's going uh, to a dispensary, looking at their sure. bud. Can sure. you visually see Leftover predators, or is that a concern at all that predators are stuck or in the final end product? Uh, no, I, I think a bigger concern is uh, webbing or like spider mites oh. being stuck to the webs <laughs> or be, being stuck to the trichomes. I, I, I've never seen a predatory mite stuck to a trichome that uh, like at a dispensary, but I have seen some webbing uh, where when it shouldn't have been. I mean, if you and see webbing on bugs, don't make webs. I mean, how do you calculate yeah. that? With, I mean, I'm almost telling people like, man, you've waited too long. Like, if you have webs yeah. on your flowers, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, how do you advise on that? Like, because we used to prescribe uh, spider mites at a point in flowering when many growers refused to use any type of spray product, which there are some out there. But I get it; some people just don't want to spray their flowers with anything. I believe that. And yeah, that's where we come yeah. in with predatory mites. Um, right. But yeah, get in, get into that a little. The, Go ahead. The uh, the whole the whole idea is and the whole like uh, concept of IPM integrated pest management is sure. to use um, different methods. So scouting consistently, like you cannot spray anything and just 
introduce the right predators at the right times. And even if you don't have anything, just releasing a small amount as a preventative um, will ensure that you don't have webs, you know, in week six of flower. Sure. You know, like sure. You, you just keep them clean and preventative releases while cheap and low uh, elbow grease sure. needed. Um, you let them hunt because that's what they do. Like they are hunters first and foremost. So they what do they do eat. if there's no that's, food? That's all they do is eat and mate. So if, like that, if they yeah. run out of food, <laughs> right? And and if they run out of food on the plant, then they're going to go look elsewhere. So uh, they're not they going to stick on the plant. If What happens if when they no don't food have any food? food? But what happens they when leave. they don't have any food? They, they get up on their cape and get out of there. Look for more food. So like the their antenna things like on on their heads aren't antennas like they're external noses. So they smell the pheromone that gets released when a spider mite or one of their one of the mites that, that they eat, like a broad mite or a russet mite. Right. It gets released when uh, that pest is attacking a plant. So they can smell it and then they go that way. Have you had success with uh, what type of predator uh, with russet mites or broad mites? I know those are very oh, small gosh. mites. There you go. Yes. Man. And what uh, what predator and it, it is successful? I mean, they're just so damn small. Yeah. I, again, scouting um, is the most important thing and not just with your eyes. Uh, seeing uh, some discoloration in the buds uh, is a in flower is a good sign that uh if it's not newts then it could be a verified mite which like it's small mite right so you want to look at that and uh phalasis and californicus are both really good um for uh broad mites and then i have a species called uh, occidentalis where uh it's more of a general can, predator right it'll eat anything no like i i have one Excuse me. Um, so, like, there's types of predators: type one, type two, and type three, and type four. But uh, type ones are like persimilis, where it's just spider mites. Got it. And then type twos, type twos uh, eat a bunch, like like persimilis, but they have a wider palate. So, like Californicus and Phalasis and Occidentalis, and but they also eat spider mites too. And then there's type threes, which are Broad ones like Swirsky and Cucumeris that will eat like thrip larvae, and, and uh, those are the those are the ones that we should release if you were just going to do something prophylactically. Like I'll use that yeah, count the that, man. Pre- like preventatively, um, mm-hmm. I like to do a mix, like in veg, do a uh, like you want to keep the plants in the environment that the plants like, and then match the predator to that. Now, I was going to so, ask you uh, that environment. Um, so yeah. these predators have different and preferable environments that they like to be able to be viable in. Does that right. go in line with our grow room environment? And everybody's grow room is a little bit of a different environment. It could depend on their light. It can depend on what time of the grow is. But sometimes the grow right. room could be, I don't know, 84 degrees and 50% humidity, we'll say. Or is there a certain environment that these predators, because they're not cheap. I know I'm always he- not mm-hmm. hesitant, but when people are like, look, you're going to have to get expedited shipping. Um 
I usually don't recommend them if, unless people are prone or know, like they've had might show up and that's when you're trying to be mm-hmm. preventative. That's not very IPM-ish, but, man. Well, I don't want them also to spend money and then have them go into an environment that the predator mites are, aren't comfortable in. Should we be adjusting yeah. our grow room environment when we're releasing predators just for that time frame? Uh, the the only thing that, yeah, that's a, a very good point. Um, the only thing that you should adjust when uh, releasing predators is the uh the fans because it's like you know how small they are and like the fans are moving the the sure. plants around that's like an earthquake you don't want you don't want to drop them in um when there's a like a 10.0 earthquake going on so gotcha. uh like it, and it's really stressful for them so they can uh like no matter how healthy they are or like matched up to the climate and whatever and like you know target pests even if that's all perfect, if they don't get to where they need to go properly and sure. in, in the right ratio, then they're not going to do what they should do. So because normally you want a bunch but of when fans that, on. when that's right, they are like magic. Temperature, humidity, like you know, we keep yeah. ours uh, our grow rooms in the low eighties. Shit, if you got a, a weak air conditioner or something that goes up to the high eighties, those bugs go nuts, man. Spider mites do, yeah. They're, they're uh, they like high temps and really low humidity. Okay. And uh, so if, but I mean, again, you're trying to. Your goal is to have a healthy plant, so uh, you have to be realistic. Not what like what your goal is in like the beginning of August, in at two o'clock in the afternoon. Like, what is it really going to be in there? You know. Sure. Temperature so, wise. And then match it to that. So like Californicus. Like Californicus is like Southern Californicus. Phalasis is like Northern Californicus. Wow. It's more trip, like a huh? cooler. <laughs> Interesting. So it's cooler. Is some place with a little more humidity or less humidity? Humidity, cool. Yeah. Sure. And like they, they overwinter. Like uh, overwinter is like a hibernation type thing. They go into this state called di- diapause. And uh, but what's good like outdoor growers i have people uh go spread a bunch of uh phalasis around in like april and uh they wake up in the spring at a lower temperature than spider mites so they'll wake up and start uh looking for food while the spider mites are still sleeping so sleeping ducks Interesting. Hey, man, I got the, the most simple question. All right, me and you, my buddy Mikey, what do you recommend? Somebody like that that's constantly going, they're constantly breaking the rules. Do you have something where you say, hey, look, for 100 bucks a month, throw these in your nice big commercial grow, and uh, it's an insurance policy. Is there is that the Occidentalis or? Uh, it, it would be a combination. Um, they're, they're, on my, they're on my website, uh, betamite.com. Um, Occidentalis so, or GEO. Gallandromus occidentalis geo uh, okay. will will go after uh, russet mites, and then uh, the phalasis likes higher humidity, and will go after broad mites and all types of spider mites. So geo phalasis and geo californicus. Californicus is more like uh, uh, higher temps, lower humidity, so sure. flower. What about thrips? We see some thrips. They're not usually not too hard to get rid of, but yeah, uh, cucumeris and swirsky um, are good for that. Uh, again, implementation and introduction are 
uh, crucial. Sure. Um, Twersky are are the badasses of the uh, the might world, um, but they they can't really keep up with an active infestation. They'll eat sure. almost a- anything, but they're ambush hunters. Like they'll just wait and eat whatever walks by. They won't seek it out like a places or California will. Got it. Got it. What else, man? We got oh, aphids. Oh, is there uh, anything for aphids, man, and root aphids specifically? Root drenches. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm in the middle of this thing with neonicotinoids. Um, uh, I, I think it's called uh, um, merit. But you're using those, man. I mean, yes, those no, kill no, it, no. But they'll I'm, destroy I'm everything, man. That's actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Those are that's the shit we're talking about that yeah. gets in the plant and stays in the plant. That scares yeah. the shit Systemic out of me. Systemic insecticides, stay away from them. Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna be uh you're gonna have to spray because the spider mites will be poisonous to the predators. Any anything that feeds sure. on it that doesn't die will now be poisonous to whatever eats it. Yeah. Yes, and, and anything just, for root aphids? That, root aphids? Um there's a, a a a woman named uh, Mariah uh, LaChapelle um, on Instagram. Uh, she has this uh, website, um, and it goes over uh, how to use Bavaria bassiana for rock wool for root aphids. Okay, and it's it's like root aphids are a bitch, man. Like yeah, aphids in general, they're they're like alien species, like. <laughs> like, I don't know what the hell is going on with them. Like, what do you do for and, aphids? Right, right, your old aphids. What do you do for them? I mean, if you can't burn the whole thing down, um, <laughs> <laughs> right. On. You said no, you said enough right there, brother. Lady, ladybugs are pretty cool. Uh, yeah, if you're out, out outdoor, um, but they're messy. So if you're indoor with a lot of aphids. Um, you know, I'll have to look into that. They're not common. They're not as common on the indoor. They're definitely more common on the outdoor. And it is fun to outdoor, watch yeah. ladybugs munch on those things. Right. Yeah. And if, you, if, if you're not in too warm of a spot and, and you have access to ladybugs uh, and like they're cool and stuff, but they they don't like to be stuck together unless they're, they're in mating season. So right. uh, and they fly away. Right. They have wings. So in order to uh, stop them from flying away, and it sounds bad now that I'm saying it out loud, um, get like a bo- uh, like a one liter bottle of Sprite and pour it into a spray bottle and then put like a cup of uh, powdered sugar. So sugar water will keep their... Oh, yeah. And it then does sound just, terrible, just doesn't it? <laughs> You're just keeping their wings stuck together? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> just, just spritz it and then it'll... Uh, It'll make it so like all the layers of their wings. Right. It's like one. Yeah. But then they eat a ton. They, okay. They eat so a lot knock the pop- in one day. And what there's a knockdown and then maintenance. Is that where a lot of times you'll use a spray to knock down the population? Then you'll come back with a, a maintenance dose or a, a maintenance. For, uh, it depends on the, on the pest in question. Um, like if you let your uh let your spider mites go too long like right. you have to man- manually remove them um i've seen some really nasty stuff like actually you have to squish squish them together or, uh 
stop back them, and then you just go oh in with uh, like a super species, like, like a super eater, like persimilis, and then a long term right. one, like Californicus. Nice, nice, man. Hey, so man hot, mind- hot spots are a big deal. Did we learn it? I was going to loiter in the arena of hot topics next, man. Did we learn <laughs> any, any specific questions? Um, other than just curious, any, I don't know if you had any stories of, we were mentioning in the beginning, the, um, quote, Borg or super. That's where I was going, man. Exactly. So were those created by, I mean, a lot, it happened in the, the greenhouse industry as well, but we all know California, um, and cannabis growers across the States that would misuse products, not go by the label. Mm-hmm. And then when you leave something alive and then it breeds, that's when they continue to get more strong. Like if they got a little bit of, uh, Pyrethrum in their system, but they didn't die. Is that what creates like the, these tougher quote board? Yeah, lights? like the, that's one way. I'm sorry, I'm gonna do a drink real quick because I'm do gonna it, man. Do it. it. Just talk a whole right, bunch, we'll, guys. We'll all drink our sugar-free seltzers. Man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you're talking I'm about sober, the super so bugs. You're talking okay, about so, super uh, bugs, the yeah. resistant ones. Okay. Yeah. So like miticides and uh, sprays, like foliar sprays, um, they don't work on all of them, right? There's going to be some 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 resistant ones, so uh, and hardly any of them work on the eggs. And you need like a special license to work to spray something that works on uh, spider mite eggs. Gotcha. And uh, you're only going to get let's say you get ninety percent of them. Um, those ten percent are going to be resistant, and then those ones are going to breed by themselves, and then. You get all, all of them will stay bugs. resistant. And then oh, you switch it up. Okay. And then 10% of those. So no matter what, eventually you're going to be stuck with like a MRSA. Do you guys know what MRSA is? Yeah. What's that? It, it antibiotic, is that anti- antibiotic it, resistant. It's something that no oh, matter yeah, yeah. what they MRSA. try to clean it up it. with, man, yeah. it just grows back in the hospitals and everything. Yeah. It's yeah. super infectious. And, yeah. And so like you, you have that, but then also with these systemic insecticides, uh, n- not only are they resistant to the sprays, but they are poisonous to the things that eat them because they're feeding on toxic uh, leaf tissue. And so that's they don't killing your mites. The, the that's killing your bugs. Yes. That's what happened. Like, I almost went out of business. I almost lost my house. I couldn't even afford a bankruptcy attorney. <laughs> they're <laughs> $99, nasty, man. man. I see them in the newspaper. Yeah. On eBay. No, not, not <laughs> I'm just having fun. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's nothing. That's nothing to joke about. Um, we rough. actually started talking about that because, and by the way, every businessman always has that happen to him, man. That's one of the things doesn't kill you, make you stronger. So yeah, one, yeah, small, I, I, one small business I, guy running the business out of his house to the other, man. Keep on pushing, brother. You know, I will. I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, you what's too. so? So, so what's up with these, the spider, the super bugs, how does that work, man? How do they end up affecting you and your bugs? Well, um, okay. So I raised predatory mites, right. And in order to feed them, I raised the pests that they eat out in the field, like spider mites. Gotcha. So I have a bunch of greenhouses full of spider mites, billions of spider mites, like hundreds, maybe billions. (laughs) I mean, not to come over, man. Yeah, don't. That's why, like, when like Mike's coming over in uh, uh, like half an hour, and uh, well, he's used to having spider mites. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's he, he's getting away from the the drenching. Um, but in order to feed the spider mites, I have to I raise lima bean plants, 
right? Gotcha. So, lima beans grow real fast and they have a lot of chlorophyll. So the spider mites reproduce real quick. So I got a lot of food for the predators. Sure. And the more spider mites I have, the more predators I can raise. And uh, I got a batch of lima bean seed that was treated with a neonic systemic insecticide. Oh, Jesus. But it wasn't on the label. And they're like heavily controlled. It's like hardcore. And what I found is that, and like, because I'd approved to the insurance company, like, like the seed company has a like an insurance policy for uh, like fuck ups, right? And I had to prove that what was on the bean seed, the coating, got to my predators. And through that, I found out that it gets condensed throughout that pathway and gets converted into even stronger chemicals. Wow. And that's actually what's happening out in the fields. And I just proved that on Thursday and uh, I'm coming for him. Wow, man. So it, that's a bummer because it's like Bear who owns Monsanto and that's yep. scary. To go Bear, Bear and Syngenta are the, the primary <laughs> ones. I will tell you something and awesome. For, for, for 36 years, Syngenta had an insectary too. So they yes, sold the same bio line. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they, uh, So they sold the same farmers in, in the strawberry growers in California. They sold them the, the neonics, and then predatory mites, knowing that the spider mites were toxic on the strawberries. And then they had uh, like five or six miticides and ovicides to sell them once they all died. Yeah, and those so things I, are expensive too. By the way, I got man. them dead to rights. And we're coming after them. All right, man. All right. <laughs> it's just, I will tell you something about Monsanto. Uh, it was bought by Bayer Pharmaceuticals, which is a giant German company that they have, you know, Nazis. Aspirin. But, <laughs> Nazis. but they might have made Zyklon B back in the day. All right. I don't want to talk about it. Anyway. Um, they did. They did. And Monsanto and they, made Agent Orange. So, yes, I don't come after me. All right. Come after you. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm meeting Bear, with Jocko Willink later this week. So come on. Wow. Good for bro. you, brother. Good for you. Mm -hmm. I just want to say that Bear Pharma, uh, that giant company, bought Monsanto a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And now Bear Pharma is worth what they paid for Monsanto. There's from all these uh, lawsuits, uh, their stock has gone down or their just overall company value has gone down so bad. It's like a karma thing. You know, they tried to yeah. make profits on Monsanto, which was really doing the wrong thing, in my opinion. And yeah. uh, they ended up really getting punished for it. So, And I, I got the, the death nail for them. Yeah. But the Syngenta, Syngenta is now owned in 2018. They're, they were bought by a Chinese state-owned uh, chemical company. I Jeez. That's why I got to talk to Jocko. <laughs> you know what, man? It, it, it's our just our mellow hanging out show. And I, I will say, dude, I, I just got to know you. Dude, I'm glad you are fighting this fight. You can tell that I, yeah. I am frightened. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just want to live a, a nice, peaceful life. But when my food is, is loaded with poisons, um, I can't live a nice, peaceful life. When people around me are getting sick. So the fact that you are in exactly. here... And that you're you're fighting for us, man. I, I gotta give big respect to my buddy Andrew, brother. Thank you, thank you. And uh, I I have a 20 month old son. Um, is my first child with my wife that stuck through me through 
that whole wow. horrible shit with the with the you know almost losing our house and uh i can't leave the world as it is to him not if i can change it so i'm doing my best to change it man that's it yeah that's awesome. it that's where we should end this man uh you're a badass come on hang out with us anytime for uh, sure thank you andrew yeah right on you right. Tell shout out, it's, not, it's nice meeting you guys shout out your site again where, where are your goods at uh is our website you can buy anything you want there and uh biotactics um on in- instagram and then on twitter biotactics mites no dots or underscores or whatever right on man all right respect man thank you thank you all right bye-bye Gotta shout out some producers making that hang happen. Hang with Andrew, man. This one is nice. Just add water. What's up? What's growing on? Just add water. We also have Rusty Shackelford. And who do you got, man? Well, hang on. You you know who Rusty Shackelford is, right? No. Rambo. Of course, of course. Yes, it's 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 Dale from uh oh shit. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Thank you, man. Now, King of the Hill is made by who? It's made by... Mike Judge of Beavis and Butthead. And he did Beavis Beavis and Butthead, right? And Idiocracy and Office Space. Oh, my God. Yes, unbelievable. Wow. That lineup is quite unbelievable. Everything that was just mentioned is a great show. So if I won the lottery, first thing I'd do is try to hang out with Mike Judge. Yeah, I bet he wouldn't give a fuck. And I am due (laughs) on Idiocracy. Somebody actually mentioned that the other day. They're like, it's funny watching Idiocracy, how it is becoming each time I watch it more relevant. Dude, you're telling me, what's the one where they kick kick each other in the nuts? It's like, ouch my balls or something like that? Yeah, ouch my balls. And then Rochambeau is, yeah, it's from Banner, man, right off camera. We didn't have a chance to set up his camera. But, um, and then, dude, the slap fighting that's going on. Oh, boy. That is, might as well be just kicking each other in the nuts. It is the (laughs) dumbest thing. Yes. Missouri Herbalist, what is up? Thank you for the support, y'all. Appreciate it. I would say Herbalist. You do, man. You do. You take some flack for that. All right. In the news, Scotty has found a new study walking teabag style for a few minutes a day could have important public health benefits. Now, first off, what the hell is walking teabag style? We need a visual here, Grambo. I was just kind of hanging out Saturday morning, reading the paper, and I was like, this is for the dude right here. Anybody could benefit from walking teabag style. It's the dude, man. It's a really high step walk, like insanely, like, yeah, like it's like you're doing a. Uh, a uh, yeah. <laughs> that is Monty Python, man. That is not. Uh, and this is not a joke. They're being serious. Look at they tested it. They put lab money into it. Does someone, some billionaire give a grant for this lady to look like a fool? Okay. Holy so shit. Basically, it's a weird step, <laughs> high step. You do obviously. You're changing up. It's more physical resistance on your muscles, so it's going to be harder. But it's funny that where's this out of new study out of uh, SciTech Daily? I don't know if they've just discredited themselves or what. I don't know, man. Grambo, best video ever. Wow. <laughs> How can the, who takes this to the like editor or the chief and is like, here's what I have for an article, and then they allow it. I think the editor of SciTech Daily. Chat GPT. also the editor-in-chief and also the, uh, the CFO and CEO. Just one actually it's not any of them it's just a russian bot yeah bro, okay? a- ai for for sure wrote <laughs> produced and drafted this the duck walk come on speaking of russian bots Dude, there's an ad here sorry i tried to figure out uh, anyway there's an ad that just popped up and it's a, a, a scope 
and it says the creepiest gadget ever. What does that mean? And it's an optic. I do. They're just the clickbait is unbelievable. That's man. totally suggesting that's for a peeping Tom to make it the creepiest gadget ever. Like just weird. Anyway, mine just wants to sell me weird chemicals because I was Googling all the different. I want to learn a little bit more about all the silicas. There's that monosilicic and orthosilicic, which are the same thing I found out. And then silicon dioxide where it's bonded to oxygen. And I thought that'd be kind of cool to learn about and talk about on the show. Uh, maybe get Jaron on to yeah, talk like about it. it. But, uh, dude, now all they want to do is sell me weird chemicals. <laughs> Every advertisement is weird chemicals, man. Well, this next story is definitely weird. Out of another science, this is IFLScience.com, whatever that means. And student dies 10 hours after eating pasta that had been left out for five days. <clears throat> Within 30 minutes of eating the pasta, he was experiencing intense abdominal pain, nausea, and a headache. So since it's Saturday morning, if you woke up and... Uh, Jen, you saw pizza out from last night. Would you eat it for breakfast? The rule with eating things yeah. is if it doesn't look bad, a.k.a. meaning moldy, and it doesn't smell bad, it's good to go. Huh. They, yeah, no, that's that's actually pretty good, man. I wonder. But these things, they're so like pasta and all that artificial food. It's meant not to grow anything on it. Plus, it said the student from Belgium reheated spaghetti that had been prepared five days reheated doesn't the microwave kill everything, man? You would think so, man. This is Russian disinformation. You're all right, bro. <laughs> I would know. The, the rules are tough sometimes on that. Um, like, there's some definitely hard nose. You can't leave sushi out overnight. Uh, Soups. So we've been sometimes bad when we make homemade soup. And you're like, just leaving it on true. the stove to cool. And you're like, shit, you I left it out. Do. But I think there's enough sodium in soups. And room temperature or colder is what stuff's sitting at. Like, I'm not too worried about that overnight. Mm, it's bad, just so you know, because I used to do the same thing. And then my buddy who actually worked in a kitchen was like, dude, you don't do that. You uh, take it from, you know, from the stove. You know, you let it cool down a bit, but you don't let bacteria grow. All that room temperature allows bacteria to grow if it goes from But if you're going to be heating it back up to a temperature you kill, like what back? What negative bacteria, and we're not experts in this area, that can live above, let's say, 100 and I don't freaking know, whatever. When you get in the soup back up to simmer or you microwave it. Right. Well, anyway. Bacillus cerus, okay? Uh, <laughs> no, this is said uh, swabs revealed the presence of Bacillus cerus, a bacteria responsible for fried rice syndrome. What the hell? Food poisoning common caused by leaving fried rice dishes sitting at room temperature for several hours. I can see that because that's that. kind of like a party dish and you're all high. To, Let's get some fried rice. Yeah. And you leave some out and it still smells and looks good. It's even smelling yeah. good the next day, pulling you in on the counter. Or I got Chinese food a couple of days and then, you know, and then I just left it out for a couple hours till my wife gets home. Are you still allowed to call it Chinese food? Yes, you are. Nice. The uh, the I thought typically the worst thing that happens with bad food is you get like you know your body sick. flushes it, you get sick, it, yeah. you get the runs, you're throwing up. It's just trying to get it out. Yeah, of there. that's normally what happens, man. And uh, but anyway, all right, all right. Be careful with what you're eating left out. From the guy out of all my friends, the guy most likely to eat something left over from last night would be you, sir. So I thought you might enjoy that. The internet is not, I mean, we all know whatever. I mean, more and more with the, the chat HTTP shit, like it's so hard to rely on shit, but it's like too safe. When you read about like the USDA or whatever guidelines about, oh, I left out this overnight. They are like saying nothing safe to yeah. like leave out. Like don't, yeah, you left it out. No. Want to get sued. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's there too. I guess I yeah. got to lean on Reddit a little more maybe. 
I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. You can go down a rabbit hole there. I was trying to how to fix my oven a couple of days ago and down a Reddit rabbit hole. I love it when you have an idea, and I won't say any specific ones, and all of a sudden you're like researching it, and then like you go into Reddit or something, and there's like X amount of people who are like, that is the worst effing idea. You are going to have these ah. problems, whatever. You're like, nope, I didn't like those results. Yeah. You try to find some of the other people who are like, oh, that's fuck, like whatever. Someone that agrees with you, man. <laughs> all right. Yes, that's weird, awesome, weird man. That's awesome. All right, what do you think, man? I think we're good, man. I think we should shout out a few more producers down here and uh, get ready. I know so on Saturday, like I said, hopefully everybody has something fun planned. If it's your weekend, do something. I say get out. You can get out of that four walls, the room, the house, whatever. Go outside. Well, come on, you're local here, man. You don't get to Colorado much. What are you going to do for your Saturday? And don't say mountain bike, all right? Come on. <laughs> I'm going to bike, man. I can't borrow Scotty's bike because it's an e-bike. You, e- you can borrow the bike I never use anymore, man. <laughs> it's hung up on my wall, you know? Oh, this is true. First thing I'm going to do is go uh, toke a little more. And, uh, yeah, like I said, get outside. Get outside, breathe some fresh air, and then figure out my game plan. Hang on. Is this warm or cold for you, man? Because you're in the 40s or 50s up 40s, there a lot, right? 40s and 50s. This is normal. Because I remember it was 50 degrees in February, you know, whatever, February yesterday. And I was telling uh, a nice guy, Kenny, I'm like, well, I was so freaked out when dude moved up here. He's like, I'm moving to Colorado. I was like, are you nuts, man? You're going to be snowbound all the time. I think it's actually the sixes to tens for me, maybe. I'm not perfect on Celsius yet. Something uh, like that. Something okay. like that. We were talking about that earlier, man. Yes. Don't say it. <laughs> you guys had a good time today. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. Number one thing to make this show happen. Bringing it, bringing it $10 a month pays back tenfold. Check out the benefits and shop on those pros. Dudegrows.com forward slash pros. I'm going to shout out producers. Uh, what is this first one? Uh, Fork Dick 420. Fork 420. <laughs> okay. All right. That is a thing, dude. Like, I don't want to say anything, but that is a thing. People do it to their tongues, right? They split their tongues. You ever seen that? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things people do, man. And Mopar, they teach their own Mopar, Mopar Tech 77. What's growing on? Yeah, man. Bob Cheddar. Bob Cheddar and Green Grow Grows, man. I like it. You get what he did there? Gringo Grower. Gringo Grower. And I like to say Cheddar. Bob Cheddar. Cheddar. Almost uh, dropped the R. I don't Bob know. Bob Cheddar, huh? I like that. Uh, I like that. Death Bud. How's it going? Yeah, Yo, you want to smoke some of this shit, man? It'll make you feel like you're dead, man. It'll make you feel like you're inside a television, bro. This is worse than, like, like, what's it called? God's pussy. Like, please. No, <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, last but not least, what's up? West Michigan. Corey. Thank you, DGC producers. Everybody have a good weekend. Stay higher, my friends. Hey, thanks for coming by, dude. Good hanging out, brother. Yes, yes.
together. Just blend them together. There. 